On today's episode of Lockdown Spartans, we are breaking it down. Michigan State playing host to Purdue, the Boilermakers. Coming to East Lansing, let's talk about it. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Spartans. It is Friday, January 8th. The year is 2021. I am your host, Will Hunter, joined by my just completely over it co-host, Matt Sheehan. Dad, I'm, I'm cold. Our, our furnace broke in the yeah. middle of the night last night. We, yeah. We've got a combined 28 and a half feet of big men coming to East Lansing tonight. Uh, is that well, all? You know, I... I gotta say though, there is something uh, very reminiscent about the furnace going out. This brought me back to my junior year of college, where we were in the apartment. And we were trying to pinch every penny possible. Mm-hmm. Like if you thought, I, if you think I'm cheap now, as a person, well, boy, you should have met me uh, when I was 20 years old trying to scrape money together for Keystone Light. We did not want to spend any money on heating, so we were willingly living in 57 degree uh, temperatures in the apartment, like doing homework and hats and gloves. It was great. So, um, but when you're a grown man and you have a family now, that that uh, novelty kind of wears off. Will kind of wears off just a little bit, but you know yeah. what? Uh, we'll probably try to get the furnace up and running the next week. Especially with a uh, newborn child at home, you kind of want the... Uh... Yeah, you, no, building character for the little tyke. Yeah. That's okay. Bud, we're getting ready. Uh, you ready for tailgating season. These are cold fall days, bud. <laughs> On today's show, yeah, we are going to be previewing Michigan State taking on Purdue, as Matt mentioned, um, some large fellas. Gonna, yeah, I hate it already. <laughs> going to be headed to East Lansing, uh, tonight and some pretty good shooters as well should be a, a pretty even interesting matchup for sure we'll talk about it from many different angles that's planned for today's show reminded to rate review subscribe to the podcast you can find locked on spartans wherever you get your podcasts we do this every yeah. single day go to spartanswill.substack.com you can check out my purdue preview purdue seven and five two and three in big 10 play Mm -hmm. got wins over ohio state at home and conference losses to iowa rutgers and illinois they they beat oakland 93 to 50 uh rest in peace peace. uh they lost to clemson who's a very good team and they lost to miami who is a not very good team so I bit think of Clemson back. has a basketball team every single year. Yeah, they're That's, good too. That falls by the wayside. That that absolutely shreds my mind. Yeah. Even more so than like Rutgers being good at basketball. That that blows my mind. Yeah, Clemson's nine and one. Beat Purdue. Wow, good beat. for them. It's about time to catch a break down there. All right, Purdue. All right, here we go. Go Tigers. Purdue. Let's go. Purdue. Yeah. Uh, I'm so I'm I'm avoiding the topic just because you know like. I, I hopped on with the Rutgers preview episode, like with irrational confidence, and actually, hey, one of the few times it's actually paid off. Uh, th- this time, well, I have like irrational pessimism. Yeah, maybe it's not even irrational. I think I'm just fearful, very fearful of what's going to go down in in the paint tonight. Will yeah, we'll get I, to I the we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll get to the paint stuff first. That'll be probably the first sort of matchup thing we get to. It's... That's the story of the night. Yeah. Yeah, so Purdue's 37th in adjusted efficiency on Ken Palm. 34 on offense, 47 on defense, adjusted tempo of 302. Just like every Matt Painter team ever in the history of of Matt Painter coaching basketball, pretty much. 
uh, they're they're going to go slower. They're going to be balanced, and they're going to kind of go slow. Um, Great. That is, by design, I would guess they're not really uh, – they're not going to run up and down on you, as we'll talk about. Like, they're going to play through the post. They're going to drive and kick. They're going to post-touch, double kick, right, in, in to their open shooters who are good. So – they like to play in the half court. They're comfortable playing in the half mm-hmm. court. Just for comparison's sake, Michigan State's 39th in Ken Palm, 26th on offense, 54 on defense, 65th in adjusted tempo. So this will be, you know, a true contrast style matchup. Michigan State's going to want to run. Purdue's going to want to slow it down. So we'll see who uh, is able to impose their will on the tempo. Mm. Of yes, sir. the game. The very first thing we should talk about from a matchup standpoint, Matt, is... Can I guess? Yeah, go ahead. It's Evan Boudreaux's absence from the team. It is. Purdue. He's no longer there. Thank God. Okay. It is that My memory says he went for 43 points last year. Uh, I might be on or off. I may be a <laughs> basket. It is that 37-year-old man with a, <laughs> yep. with the monk haircut. Just, hey, shout out to Bad Hairlines one time. Shout out to Bad Hairlines just yep. absolutely shredding Michigan State from three. He shot 30% on the season last year. What the hell? At least 20 of those percent points came uh, against the Spartans. Yeah. He only had 11 points. That I, I you see, I, I, I saw that earlier today when I was looking up what he did last year. I, I patently refuse to believe that's true. <laughs> uh, I, I remember him going for at least 30 Last year, not eleven, please. No, yeah, God. yeah, yeah. No, just, uh, just eleven. Anyway, yeah. Evan Boudreaux is, is gone. You know how else is gone? Noel Eastern. Yeah. Oh, are we doing an emergency pod right now? Emergency it's pod. Kind of popping. All right, let's do it. You nice. know, it's like Jihad Proctor not being there is actually kind of nice too. Yeah, you talk about a guy. I totally forgot about. Yeah. Yeah, he was good. Good call. He was a, a nice little player for them. We should probably talk about who's on the team map. No, because I, uh, I want to keep on avoiding like actually talking about the game tonight, but I guess if we're going to do a preview pod. We probably should. Um, <sighs> fine. So, w- the name we all know, the name that we all fear, the name yeah. that has punished Michigan State on the glass all, like, every mm-hmm. single time is Travion Williams. Yeah, huh? Yep. Travion Williams... Six foot ten, two hundred and sixty-five pounds. Played yep. center for them. Here's some, here's just some of his numbers on the season, and then we can talk about what he's done to Michigan State in the past. <laughs> Great. <sighs> Freaking jerk. Okay, he's sixth in the country in possession percentage. First in the Big wow. Ten in conference only games. Thirty-four percent when he's on the floor. Thirty-four percent of their possessions end with him shooting the ball, or turning it over. Okay. He turns it over a little bit, but it's usually him shooting the ball. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like 12 shots a game, right? I think he got him for 12.1 shots per game. I don't know. Well, that's, that's the other That's the other thing. He plays, um, I think, tw- just 22 minutes a game. 24, maybe, something like that. Uh, so the Adrian Payne conditioning program. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't stick out there for long. But when he's on the floor. So sixth mm-hmm. in possession, possession. Jeez, I can't say that. Possession percentage. Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, I got you. 20th in shot percentage, so he takes he takes 35% of the shots when he's on the floor. His offensive rebounding percentage, Matt, ninth mm-hmm. in the country. Yeah, that's that's a, a fearful number, yeah. Yep. 
27th in defensive rebounding percentage. Uh, yeah, that's what it is for has a nice players. little block percentage as well. Shoots 47% from the line, has a lower free throw rate than you would like. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> oh, um, so that's, Shades of Miles Johnson uh, on Rutgers, yeah. yes. So that's not a major issue, and is only shooting 53% from two, so I don't mm-hmm. know. It, it seems like it's kind of right in line with his career numbers, but like when that dude gets working on the boards, he, he can kill you. Everywhere else, it's like oh, yeah, yeah, sure. a mess, and he... He really doesn't get on the boards and prioritize that as much as he should, given how good he is at it. Right. Like, he's going to take baseline jumpers and stuff like that when it's just like, dude, get on the block. Um, (laughs) But when he's rolling, like, he's rolling. He had eight offensive rebounds in a game against Nebraska last year. He's had only one game this season where he didn't have at least two offensive rebounds. And he's pretty much averaging like three and a half, four offensive rebounds a game this season. He is an absolute monster on the glass. Stopping him there is going to be an absolute major priority because Purdue can shoot it from deep a little bit. Other than that, they really kind of struggle to get offense going. And if Travion Williams can hammer the boards, get putbacks, get offensive rebounds, kick it out to a shooter because the defense is disorganized after a shot. That is how Purdue is going to have success in this game on that end of the floor. Fantastic. Yeah. You want All to right. speak in these fears into <laughs> existence here in a second? <laughs> what a stark difference uh, from the postgame Rutgers pot is this one. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know. He's, he, I mean, he's killed Michigan State on the glass every time they've played. We well, got to point it out. believe that we're scared, right? Yeah, yeah we got to point it out because his ability to rebound is like the best single skill on the entire Purdue team. And Michigan we'll just keep State talking about him and the guy behind him. <laughs> yeah, Michigan State uh, is okay at rebounding. Not exactly a great defensive rebounding team. Uh, I like Travion Williams over Kithier or hall or hauser or whoever's trying to uh to box him out there (laughs) we'll uh we'll continue here in just a second with more uh, of purdue's giant front court in just a second but first a word from bet online betonline.ag what's the point spread for this game well we got bad connection over here the of course i've been trying to have this page load for the last five minutes so i got nothing for you all right, I will try to pull it up here while I'm doing an ad read. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, Did the, it load? The hamster. The hamster's running. The hamster's running. Wheels are spinning. I guarantee you I will try to get this line by the end of the ad read. Okay, if you don't get it, I'll get it. God. Well, on, either hamster, way. Go. go, hamster. Go, hamster. We got this game tonight. We got NFL playoffs. We got the national championship game. We've got a great weekend for bets, and there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code locked on for a 50% mat. 50% 5 0. 50% okay. welcome bonus. All right. That is not bad at all. I've got. The line right here. It is Michigan Ooh, State same. four and a half. The hamster just started to sprint. He heard the the Will Hunter. You better get working, voice. Yeah, we got Michigan Man. State minus four and a half. Oh. 
That sounds about right. I, I think I would have right. guessed like four or three and a half. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fine. Sounds about right. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I'm not, I don't have a I feel do. on it right now, but that's a that's a good line. Well, if you want to bet that I line. I Purdue plus four and a half, but like a close MSU victory is what I'm feeling. There you go. If you want to bet that game, if you want to get a uh, bet on the wild card weekend, if you want to bet on the national championship, betonline.ag is the place to do it. You don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Matt. All right, Will. So uh, we got this guy named Zach Eady. I watched a Purdue game to start the season. It was like the, mm-hmm. the, the Space Camp Bonanza or, or something like that. It was at a what looked to be like a high school court. And you, you know perspective photography, like those sort sure. of tricks, like, sure. oh, it looks like that you're holding up the Leaning Tower of Pisa, or it looks like you're pushing a giant boulder, but really it's a small pebble. Mm-hmm. I, I thought there was, like, camera tricks going on when I saw <laughs> this Edie fella on the court. He, he looked like someone that takes care of Paul Bunyan's ox. It was, un, un, or Johnny Apple. A giant ox, regardless. <laughs> a, a giant mythical ox, whatever way you want to splice it. I, I can't believe how large this man is. And he is going to make, like, Marcus Bingham look like a, a stick bug. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to make Kithier look like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to make Julius Marble also look like me. Mm-hmm. It's, whoo, that's going to be a, a fun old time against a seven foot four Zach Eady, who's a freshman, and I'm already putting it in right now. He's going to be one of those Big Ten players that four years from now or three years from now, it's going to be like, okay, this cat has been here for 13 years. Please, please yeah. get him off this Television, please get him out of the Big Ten. He takes a lot of shots when he's on the floor, which isn't often. Two of them, seven, four. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Matt, he is called for 7.2 fouls per 40 minutes. You only get, what, five per 40 minutes to to give? Yeah, you only get five. So he, um, against Miami, he fouled out in 14 minutes. That is a, a, a night of work right there. That's what I'm talking about. That that would be my favorite player if he played at a Michigan State. 14 minutes, five fouls. Good night and good luck, everyone. Thank yeah. you. Um, he had four fouls in 19 minutes against Oakland, and against yeah, Valpo, he had four fouls in just 11 minutes. I, I love this guy. This is great. Just limbs everywhere. Yeah. So... Certainly uh, a work-in-progress type player. Oh, sure. <laughs> when he can stick on the floor, he's a really good offensive rebounder, as you would imagine. A good shot blocker. Uh, blocked yep. three of them in 13 minutes against Illinois, Matt. Okay. Yep. yep. So um, he also draws a lot of fouls. His free throw rate is 64, which is insane. He draws 7.7 fouls per 40 minutes and actually shoots wow. 71% from the line, so not bad at all for a giant person. Uh, and shoots 63% from two, does not take threes. He's a tree. He's going to block yep. shots when he's in there. Try to get him in foul trouble. Oh, my God. Get him moving. Dri- <sighs> drive into him. Like, I... try to limit his effectiveness. He's giant. Michigan yeah. State is not giant in the front court. No. Use that to your advantage. Play him off the court because if you can do that, you're going to extend Trayvon Williams' minutes, and when his minutes get extended, his play goes down. 
there's a reason he plays just over half the available minutes. And it's been that way his entire career, even though he's been a really effective player. It's just how it goes with him. I'm so, I, I got exasperated on this end of the microphone because I, lately MSU's been doing a thing where they try to drive the ball and shoot either a crazy layup or a runner or a floater or a fadeaway, whatever you want to, against someone that's at least five inches or six inches taller than them. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's like everyone on the team is blind in one eye. Like No one has depth perception to see how tall the guy is. It's happened against Minnesota, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. Northwest. Like It's happened against every single team they've played. I, I, why am I just envisioning Henry or Hauser or Hogan like just trying yeah. layups with twenty plus seconds left in the shot clock against this Edie fella or uh, the, 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 the Travion Williams? Like uh, that 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 might drive me crazier than the Rocket Watts uh, sprint out of bounds on the baseline and pray to God someone's <laughs> opening the corner move. Like oh, I'm gonna get irked tonight, aren't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. a lot of offensive rebounds given up. Oh. <laughs> oh. Get the Miller light out for this one, guys. Travion Williams, 61% of the minutes, is their top guy in terms of possessions and things like that. That's great. Zach mm-hmm. Eady also uses a ton of the ball when he's on the floor. He only plays 35 minutes. Zach, or Eric Hunter and Jaden Ivey also use a lot of the ball when they're on the floor, but neither one of them play half the minutes. Then you've got, it's, it's a list of people, Brandon Newman, Sasha Stefanovic, Isaiah Thompson, Mason Gillis, Aaron Wheeler, all of them play more than 50% of the minutes. A lot of them start. None of them use more than 20% of the possessions. It's like a team full of role players. Mm-hmm, right. That's it's, kind of why I'm a little surprised Travion only averages 14 a game with how much is centered around him. Yeah, well, he's not shooting it well, and he cannot stay on the floor, like we mentioned. <laughs> right, of course. Yeah, he's averaging, like, if he played 32 minutes, he'd be averaging, like, 18 points a game. Mm-hmm. which would make a lot more sense given how many shots he takes and how often he has the ball. So, yeah, it's... Oh, he's the offense, yeah. Yeah, it's just an interesting dynamic because, like, for Michigan State, Aaron Henry, Rocket Watts, Joey Hauser are the top three usage guys, and they're also all up there in minutes. Like, that is normal. That makes sense. Purdue, it's it's different. Like That's, like, the first thing that stuck out to me is they have a bunch of starters. When they're on the court, they don't really do much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of weird. Right. Kind of weird. Yeah, especially like Sasha, too, a guy that's shooting 50% yeah. from three in the season. Like, you'd think you'd give him a little more run. Mm-hmm. And not to say he's going to shoot 50 in the entire season, yeah. but he, he might hum around like the 41% line when yeah. this is all over. He's he's on the floor a ton. Mm-hmm. He's taken total this season 11 shots from two. Oh, man. Wow, it's like I'm back at IM West right now. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he's, taken, he's taken 67 threes, which is a, is a lot. And if you're taking 50% or hitting 51% of your threes, you should take uh, a bunch. That's, yeah, that's totally. five a game. He's taking more than five a game from deep. He's taking one two-point shot per game. So, yeah. I mean, he shoots a bunch of threes, but he literally that's a great role to have. Yeah, does nothing else. And it's not just him that's like that. Like, he's the most extreme version of it um but here we go isaiah thompson has taken 32 threes 17 twos Mm. mason gillis 27 threes 21 twos like there's a bunch of guys that take more threes than twos on their team (laughs) and that's unique and that's kind of why they end up that way in possessions they're hanging out in the perimeter and they put up threes and they go down. You know, Brandon Newman's 42%. Stasha yeah, they're a fine shooting team. Yeah. yeah. 
Stefanovic, 51%. Um, I just lost my place. There you go. Isaiah Thompson, 44%. Like, those are the three guys. They shoot a lot of threes. They don't shoot a ton of twos. It's just a, it's a kind of a weird, unique team in the way they play. Purdue basketball. Purdue basketball. So yeah, the de- fever. Yeah, defending the three is going to be a priority. Purdue is 39th in the country from three, 38%. Um, 40% of their shots are three-point attempts, 50, oh, 36% of their total points scored come from three-pointers. That number, that 36%, ranks 55th in the country. So, you know, they're 55th in the country in relying on threes to score the ball for them, and they shoot it really well. They don't shoot it particularly well from two. They are a bad free throw shooting team. Not not Rutgers bad, but they're sixty or no, yeah. a shade under seventy percent from yeah, free throw 69. line. Yeah, they don't get to the line much at all, and they're going to go inside to Williams and Edie and um, Aaron Wheeler. Oh no, not even Aaron Wheeler. I mean, Aaron Wheeler's a, a big for them. Uh, plays some minutes, but he shoots more threes than two. So I'm surprised by that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's it's, that's kind of what you're. Uh, Looking at here in terms of breakdown, I do think given that they're just a so-so free throw shooting team and a kind of elite three-point shooting team. Is this another like Rutgers thing where not quite, the cream's yeah. rising to the top or going to the bottom, <laughs> yeah. but like in a minor league level? Of that, yeah, right. not quite that extreme because Stefanovic is shooting 50%. He's a career 39% three-point shooter before this season. He shoots... I don't know, um, mid-70s from his career from the free throw line. So, like, you know, he's a mid to high 30s three-point shooter that's shooting 50% right now. Isaiah Thompson, a little bit higher than you would think. Low 70s uh, free throw shooter in his career, shooting 44% right now, shot 36% from three last year. Fine shooter, having a nice little run here. Probably improved a little bit but is still having a little a little run. So there's maybe some regression bound to happen, but Eric Hunter is shooting 31% from three and is an 80-something percent free throw shooter. So, like, he could realistically make some more threes. You know, it's not too bad, but, you know, middle of the pack free throw team with a high three-point percentage, maybe, maybe they're due for a little bit of regression in that department. Let's pause here. We'll come right back, and we will talk more. But what we want to see from Michigan State, we talked a lot about Purdue so far. We will come right back and talk about the uh, the Michigan State side of this matchup. A college football season like no other will crown its champion in the Lockdown Podcast Network is covering it from all angles. Listen to Lockdown Buckeyes and Lockdown Bama for in-depth expert local coverage of each team. Subscribe to Lockdown College Football for previews and recaps of the final showdown for this season's college football championship. All right, Matt. Yeah, well. Talked a lot about Purdue. Yeah. We should talk about our our Michigan State Spartans here. They are also playing tonight. They are playing tonight. Give me one thing you absolutely want to see tonight. Yeah, I'm not going to try to get cute about it and give you, like, something under the radar. I'm just going to go ahead and speak for everyone in Spartan Nation right now and just state the obvious. Um if you could not do 14 turnovers in one half, that would just be sensational. Now, obviously, yes. things went very well in the second half against Rutgers where they only committed mm-hmm. four 
turnovers. Um, but yeah, 14 just absolutely lackadaisical. I don't know how many of those turnovers out of the 14 the Scarlet Knights really even had to try for. Like Maybe just five in the half. But <laughs> yeah. I also bring this up because another stat that I'm sure certainly won't backfire. Um, knock on wood. Purdue doesn't really get a lot of steals. They, they do, not. do steals at a 6.9 steal percentage, which is 280th in the nation. So it's either that they're going to have a really good bounce back against Michigan State, or, hey, maybe Michigan State just doesn't almost literally hand the ball off to the Boilermakers every single trip down the court, seemingly. Um, yeah, I... Uh, listen, I'm sorry that's such an obvious one, but no, it's it's a good yeah, place. man. When you yeah, I, I, that's 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 gonna have to be uh, very important here. Because listen, I would love to say, oh, do good on the boards, whatever. But listen, I, I, it, that you talk about wishful thinking. That is big time wishful thinking here. Um, I'll, I'll be in the bargaining stage and be like, don't get beat too bad on the boards. I think that's a good way to put that. Um, yeah, it's just, listen, turnovers. Obviously, you want to see Henry play good. Rocket Watts still continuing his moxie from his dagger three uh, at the end of the, the Rutgers game, if you will. Uh, do you know what? he? You know, I, I got one that's under the radar-ish, perhaps. He talked quick, about it on the broadcast quick, hold on. against Rutgers. I'm sorry. Hold on, on. hold on. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Purdue's steal percentage numbers. Michigan State's 251st in steal percentage on offense. Mm-hmm. So that's not great. Michigan State's 131st or 134th in turnover percentage total. So not just steals, but like all turnovers. So okay, I mean if they're not getting it stolen from them, they're they're doing yeah okay. Purdue right, for sure. yeah Purdue for all turnovers, 275th in the country in, in defensive turnover rate. They do not turn it over. Yeah. And if I could even do something that's even 10% under the radar, like th- this shouldn't even count for under the radar because they talked about it so much in the broadcast against Rutgers. But let's get Joey Hauser going a little bit better in the first half. I understand mm-hmm. that he went into some foul trouble there. He got two fouls um, fairly early on against Rutgers. But let's get him going a little early on. Um, also, when I say let's get him going, and this is also something that he tried to do in the early part of the second half against Rutgers, we don't mean... Step back, Dirk Nowitzki jumpers uh, against someone who is double your size, basically. Like, let's let's float to the perimeter. Let's maybe get some jump shots. Idea. Let's get some three pointers into the mix here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let, letting Joey cook early on. That's that's going to be a, a nice little key here, especially with the matchups. Like, outside of Travion, it's a pretty small lineup. I mean, they all start. Eric Hunter, six four. Mm-hmm. Sasha, he's six five. Brandon Newman, six five. Mason Gill is six six. I mean, okay. I mean, yeah. listen, it's not like he's going to be towering over these guys, but there is a size of advantage there with Joey Hauser. Yeah, Isaiah Thompson, point guard, obviously won't be on Hauser, but he's only six one. Like, it's not. Yeah. They have height in Edie and Williams is six nine, six ten. Aaron Wheeler is six nine, ish. Other than that, everyone else is six six or under. So Hauser will get minutes mm-hmm. being defended by someone smaller than him, and when he's got one of the big guys on him. Pull him out to the perimeter, just like you said. Pick and pop. They were starting to yeah. work some of that. He had a couple of nice uh, moments there in the pick and pop game. It was it was good to see against Rutgers. Yeah, getting Joey going is going to be massive because have to. Michigan State's played five Big Ten games so far this year. He has scored in double figures one time. That is not helping my Joey Hauser is this team's MVP take. He scored in the season. He scored in double figures. Every single game before yep. conference season started, 
Since then, double figures mm-hmm. once. Great game against Wisconsin. Absolutely F- fantastic. fantastic game. Sure. They got to try to find that form again. Him getting the line is going to be beneficial. Hit a couple threes. You know, he's shooting 36% from three right now, which is fine. It's not great. You'd want him, like, you know, we think he can be a 40-ish percent shooter. He shot 43% uh, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Maybe that was, you know, a little, little bit further out now, the three-point distance, and maybe, he's, you know, that was a little bit lucky because he's an 80-ish percent uh, free throw shooter. So you'd like to see him around 40%. He's shooting 28% from three in conference games, Matt. Could you imagine in your wildest dreams just a, a night where any two of these three players, Joey Hauser, Rocket Watts, Aaron Henry, are all just on it on offense, like just are just cooking? Because I feel like it's been a while since we've seen yeah. two of those three have a good game. It's always just one yeah. of those guys. Michigan State has like five players. Mm-hmm. That if three of them have good games, they can be oh, curtains. They can be yeah. pretty much anybody in the country. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Henry Watts, Hauser. Um, I don't know. You want to go like Langford? Gabe Brown. I'll, I'll go Gabe Brown if he finds his stroke early. I'll go Gabe Brown. Um, but even he's like a lower usage. I guess Hall's a little bit lower usage. But like really, like the four of Henry Watts, Hauser. You throw Langford out there too. Langford. I mean, it's it's yeah. been a while since he's really had like a wow game. But yeah, I mean he's a candidate to go off in any yeah. given moment. If you can have that five, if three of them can play well, like yeah, this Michigan State team can beat pretty much anybody. It's just I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, man, just like why does it have to be one? <laughs> you know. <laughs> A couple of yeah. you guys, like two of you score, like one of you score eighteen, the other one score twenty four, the other one score thirteen. Like let's let's do this. We're we're not greedy, right? No, come on, let's do yeah. it. And you're like you'll beat pretty much anybody. Um, yeah. Some other things to kind of look out for in this one. Certainly the center rotation, which goes absolutely. without saying, but absolutely, it might be uh, Maddie Sissoko, Marcus Bingham. Seeing a few extra minutes at center just because have to they will be going up against legitimate size and you want to throw some length at that you won't like Maddie's a big dude but like Bingham at least has the length to frustrate someone like Edie or, or Williams deter I so. shots I hope so so I think as as well as Kithier is done on the offensive end and getting offensive rebounds and just you know doing his sort of solid Thomas Kithier thing. Sure. I'm not sure using a six eight guy with short arms for too many defensive stretches against elite yeah. offensive rebounding and seven foot four, two hundred and eighty pound guy is the best idea. He'll get I, some I minutes. I don't know if there. that's a winning recipe. Yeah. Yeah, he'll get some minutes there and if he can if he can get it done on the offensive rebounding and like he has in conference plays, the number two offensive rebounder by percentage, um, in the conference in conference only games. So he's done really Great there. If you can do that enough and sort of play to a draw kind of thing, like, all right, yeah, we're, we're hanging in there. We're feeling good. But I, I do feel like Sissoko, Bingham, length, like you're going to have to throw some true size at these guys. Uh, listen, Izzo said throw the kitchen sink at them. I I, uh-huh. I, I don't think that's a metaphor. I think he might literally <laughs> actually throw a large appliance at Trayvon Williams and Edie. Um, yeah, if if Sissoko walks off the floor without burning at least three fouls, Chief, come on, let's go. Bingham, 
you've got five to give. Marble, you know what? Let's trot you out for 45 seconds. Um, I think he's got five to give. Yeah, let's uh, start hacking away here, especially if Travion's yeah. shooting these uh, free throws at a 47% clip this year. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, Rocket had a couple of nice games in terms of offensive efficiency. Got to the line four times against Nebraska. Hit a few shots. Had that freaking step back to end it. You want to see him you know, play make a little bit more than he has. It's tough because he's not playing a ton of point guard, but he's still playing some. So you, you don't want, like Rocket Watts can't have zero assists and one assist in back-to-back games. He's got to get a few in there, even if he's not playing primary point guard. Mm-hmm. But I just want to see him like have the confidence of that step back three he took before the game gets out of hand. Yeah, right. This is time right. for my favorite part. It's time or for your favorite, favorite part. part, rather. It's time for your favorite part. Ken I'm, Palm. I'm going to hate this part. Ken Palm has this as a 73-71 victory for your Michigan State Spartans. See, I always love this part. This 58% part. chance of a win. Matt. <sighs> okay. Yeah. That's going to do it for us here on the show. Remind you to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back on Monday to break down everything that happened in this game and if there's any interesting news of note from the weekend. Matt, give us some trivia and take us home. Uh, okay, where did MSU last play in a Final Four? <laughs> really tough one for you tonight. Minnesota. Ah, hey, that's right. Canadian province of Minnesota. All right, guys. Go I, almost, I almost said D.C. because that was where the Elite Eight game was. Uh, it, you know, I would have accepted that like, as correct, too. That would have been a correct answer uh, in my book. Man, great times. Go Green. Go Green. Beat the Boilers, please. I beg you. Please, 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 please.